Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on and welcome to episode 47 of The Nothing Show. In today's episode, we're going to be going over the AFC South 2021 season outlook. This is the eighth and final installment of this this eight-part series. We've done every other division in the NFL and I'm very excited to bring this episode to you all to basically wrap this wrap this this series up and then get into the preseason because today is August 5th. And today is the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and the Cowboys. It's a preseason game. It marks the beginning of all preseason games. And I'm excited because after this, we're officially in the preseason. We're going to have some some fun football to watch. And then before we know it, the actual NFL season itself is going to start. And by then, we'll be in full force on the Instagram and the podcast. So I'm excited for that. Without further ado, let's get started with episode 47. Once again, this is the AFC South season outlook. I'm very excited to bring you all this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get right to it. So the four teams in the AFC South are the Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and Titans, and we're going to review them in that order because that's the fourth to first place that they place order that they finished in in the 2020 season. So uh, let's start off with just the Jacksonville Jaguars roster because this is a really fun team. They're young. They just drafted Trevor Lawrence first overall out of Clemson. And he's going to be the future of this franchise for years and years to come. And he has a strong team around him. Not a great team, not a playoff team, maybe borderline 500 team, but it's exciting. They've got Travis Etienne and James Robinson at running back, which is one of the better duos in the league. Granted, Etienne's unproven in the NFL, but James Robinson had a magnificent rookie season in 2020. And I don't love the fact that they drafted kind of, you know, quote unquote, his replacement in the draft. But this is going to be a good two headed beast at running back, Travis Etienne and James Robinson. And then they've also got better in Carlos Hyde. So it's a good running back room. I think that that first round pick, it was pick 27, I think. I'm not sure. Maybe 25. I think it was 25. They had pick 25 and they drafted a running back. It was a big surprise. I don't love the pick. I don't hate it. You know, if they think this was the best route to go, get a really good uh, running back room where where Etienne can be the pass catching back and James Robinson can be the pounder. You know, it's it's not a bad idea. I do think that they had bigger positional needs, but, you know, it's fine. If they think that this is the best thing to do to pair Trevor Lawrence with his college running back and put a lot of a lot of draft capital into the running back room, I think that's fine. At wide receiver, they've got DJ Chark Jr., Marvin Jones Jr., and LaVisca Chenault Jr., three juniors there. And that's, once again, a very strong receiver room. They don't have, you know, like, clear wide receiver one that's a star, but they've got three really good guys. I mean, DJ Chark is, is you know, maybe some would consider him a star, but Chenault's a young up-and-comer, and Marvin Jones is, is a solid veteran. So this is a good receiving room. Uh, the tight end room is not great, but the offensive line has, you know, some some good starters. They've got Brandon Linder, Jawan Taylor, and Cam Robinson. It's a pretty strong offensive line. It's about and it's about middle of the pack, maybe even above average. But the defense is where this team is lacking. They've got a few good pieces, particularly within the first and second levels of the defense with Josh Allen, Joe Schobert, Miles Jack, Kalevon Chason. And then they've got uh, decent cornerbacks with CJ Henderson and Shaq Griffin. But this isn't a uh, a super strong team. They did spend the 33rd overall pick on Andre Sisco, who's a, a safety out of Syracuse. But uh, this this defense has a lot of new pieces, has a lot of, uh, you know, free agent signings and players that were just drafted. And then they do actually have a lot of returning players. But the thing is, those returning players were part of the team that went 1-15 last year. So they're, they're not good enough to have a winning defense. So I guess 
the main thing with the Jaguars is that they're bringing in talent in possibly not the most efficient way. You know, they're not they're not drafting the best player available or drafting by by need. So if things don't work out, this it's it's going to be a mess because they're not going to have a lot of building blocks and they're not going to have too many pieces to trade away if, if you know if if they want to rebuild this roster yet again. So I guess the main thing here is the Jaguars need to show promise this year. They've got their quarterback. They've got strong running backs. They've got strong receivers. They've got pieces on the defense. So now it's up to Urban Meyer, newly hired head coach, won a national championship with Ohio State, won one with Florida, and had a very successful tenure with Utah. And so I think he's the coach to make this happen. I love that hire. A lot of people don't like that hire. They don't think he's an NFL head coach. I think he is, and I'm excited to watch him. So the main thing here is Urban Meyer needs to get this squad rolling and needs to do what he can do with the pieces he has. They're not the best roster in the NFL. They're not close to it, but they have pieces. And this year is all about development and showing promise for the future. I think in in 2022, 2023, that's when they should start to compete. Next up, the Texans. The Texans are you know considered by most to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, especially if they aren't able to hold on to Deshaun Jackson. Lately, there have been rumors that... Uh, Trade talks between the Texans and the Eagles around Deshaun Watson have been heating up, but uh, they must be on a simmer because that's been going on for six months, maybe even more. So as of right now, I think Deshaun Watson is going to remain a Texan until his contract's up. Uh, He might not play this season for legal reasons, and if he doesn't, this team is going to be pretty bad. Tyrod Taylor might show some promise and get him a few wins, but, you know, not not promise in terms of the future, but just kind of elevating the roster. Um... They do have quarterback Davis Mills, who I don't think is going to be a starter in this league. It's it's just not a good roster at all. It's it, This team, to me, it, it's kind of sad because they were in the playoffs two years ago, and they've lost J.J. Watt. They've lost DeAndre Hopkins. They're in the process of losing Deshaun Watson. And basically all they have is David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Laramie Tunsil, Whitney Merciless, Zach Cunningham uh Justin Reed is a solid player they've got a bunch of you know starters not a bunch they have a few starters that would start on most NFL teams but they're lacking star power and Deshaun Watson's their only star and with him last year they went four and 12 so this this team's a mess they fired their head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien last season now they've got a new head coach uh who hasn't had a good track record in the NFL. He was the Chiefs passing offensive coordinator when, or the passing game coordinator when they didn't score a single receiving touchdown all year a few years ago. And his name's David Coley. He, he he was on the Raven. He worked for the Ravens the past couple seasons. And he's, in my opinion, I don't think it was a very good hire at all. And Deshaun Watson wasn't happy with it either. So there's a lot of, a lot of bad things going on in the organization. A lot of unrest, a lot of conflicts between the players and the coaching staff and the and the management and the owners. So this team is 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 not doing well, to say the least. There, it's not about their roster. It's not about their players. It's about the organization as a whole and their inability to succeed. So I don't think the future for this team is bright at all, at all. I don't see anything good happening to this team in the next two or three years. Anything good. Unless they trade Deshaun Watson and those picks turn into something big, I don't see a rebuild, you know, being in full force for three years. They could have done it 
uh, with if they didn't trade away their first overall pick or their first round pick to Miami last season, which ended up being used to draft Tua, they could have drafted Justin Herbert with that pick if the Texans had it. That would have made them, you know, a competing team. They would be kind of in a similar spot as the Chargers, maybe a little bit worse. But to me, this team just doesn't have much to look forward to. Uh, to me, this team is going to win, you know, maybe three or four games, maybe even two. The floor is probably zero wins. The ceiling is probably four or five. Um, I'd say that if I had to make a prediction, I'd say I'd say three and 14. You know, I would say two and 15, but that's it's hard to win only two games, especially when, you know, you've got Tyrod Taylor and, you know, a few big guys on this team. Um, I'm going to give them three wins. I don't think they'll go past that. They might go below it. I just re- realized that I forgot to give the Jaguars um a little bit of a pick, so a, a record prediction. So I'm going to go six and eleven for them. I think six and eleven is fair, and for them, some people have them going like nine and eight. I don't see that happening. Not in the first year. Uh, I think that it's you know it's a really young first year head coach in the NFL. Uh, the future is bright for the Jaguars, but uh, I don't I don't see them having a winning record. Next up, the Colts. The Colts are an interesting team because they were one of my top six, seven teams in the NFL up until Carson Wentz got hurt and now Quentin Nelson went going down with injury. And they're saying Carson Wentz could miss a few weeks to start the season off. Their, their, their schedule is very, very rough going into the season. And if Carson Wentz, if they don't have like a starting quarterback, then they, they really can't win these games. They're going to be playing against the... Seahawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, and Ravens to start the season. And then after that, it doesn't get much easier. They play, uh, not in order, but, you know, they play the Texans a, a couple times. But but later in the season, they're going to play the 49ers, the Titans, the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Cardinals, and the Raiders. So this is by no means an easy schedule. In fact, it's one of the hardest in the NFL. And if you don't have Carson Wentz to start the season off, it's a recipe for disaster. Quentin Nelson He's the best offensive lineman in the league, but, you know, he's not a quarterback. If it was just him, I'd say, wow, they're really going to have a rough time getting this season started. This is going to be tough for them to do. But now they're missing their quarterback and their best player. So I don't see this season being, you know, I, I had this team as like a 12 and 5 team winning one or two playoff games. I really liked this team. I thought they were underrated. And I thought Carson Wentz was going to have a really strong bounce back season. I thought Frank Reich was coach of the year. You know, like I just said, I think Quentin Nelson's one of the best players in the league, the best offensive lineman in the league. Their defense is incredible with Darius Leonard, probably my tied for first pick with with Devin White for defensive player of the year. They've got DeForest Buckner. They've got strong cornerbacks, safeties. This is just a really, really fun team to watch. They've got strong receivers and T.Y. Hilton and uh, Michael Pittman. But man, without this quarterback, it hurts me to say, but I don't see them... Unless Carson Wentz has a speed of recovery, which he is not known for, I see this team going 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and eight. And I really hate that prediction because I wanted this team to be a playoff team. And I don't think they're going to get it done with, with this situation they have. But at the same time, I also don't want to overreact. So I'm going to give them 9-8. and eight. I hope they do better than that. And I think there's a very good chance that they will. And they'll sneak into the playoffs, especially if Philip Rivers, you know, news came out today that he's considering coming out of retirement just to come for, or he would consider it later in the season if there's a team that needs him and he thinks it'd be a good fit. But uh, he's he's not going to save him week one. So I'm going to say nine and eight. I hope this team does a lot better. I want to see this team in the playoffs. It was unfortunate for me because I was rooting for the Bills and the Colts last, last postseason. And if the Colts didn't play the Bills, I think they would have had a better playoff run. In the, in the wild card round. So 
after I stand with the Colts, it's a really sad situation. I'm, I'm really upset that their players are getting injured and they're not at full force to start the season. But hey, it's football. You, you, you play with the cards you're dealt. And I think that the Colts, if there's a team to make it happen where they lose their quarterback for the beginning of the season, they lose their best player for the beginning of the season. If there's a team that can do it, I think it's Frank Reich and the Colts because, you know, two years ago, they had the, the whole, uh, Andrew Luck retiring thing. Teddy, or not Ted Bridgewater. Um, Jacoby Brissett had to kind of fill in that role. He wasn't very good for them. And now last season they had Phil Rivers kind of as a as a last 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 stop in his career. And they did very well with him. So if there's a team that can do it, I think it's the Colts. Uh, I'm going to say 9-8, but I hope they do a lot better because this team is built to win now. They have a ton of salary cap space. They can make big changes this offseason. They're going to get even better in the future. So this isn't the end-all be-all, but it would be exciting if I could see them in the playoffs. Finally, the Titans. I had the Colts pretty much running away with the division. The Titans would be in the race, but I, I thought that they'd lose it. Uh, up until this whole injury situation happened with the Colts. Now I think the Titans are going to win it which is kind of sad because, you know, Titans have won it the past two years, and I think the Colts are the better team. But the Titans' offense upgraded a lot after getting Julio Jones. They've now got Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. That's that's a really strong offense. And then on defense, their defense was pretty bad last year. It was the worst part of their team. But they added Bud Dupree in free agency and drafted Caleb Farley in the first round. So now they have Kevin Byard, Rashawn Evans, Norris Jenkins, Jayon Brown, and Jeffrey Simmons. So... It's a it's an average defense. If if the, if the offense clicks the way we think it could, it won't matter if it's an average defense because it's they're gonna they're gonna kill it. This offense. And I don't know if they'll win in the playoffs like this. They couldn't win last year against the Ravens, who have shown to be a pretty weak playoff team. Uh, you know, Ravens haven't had success in the postseason the past few years. So, and the Titans couldn't even beat them last year. Uh, I. The Titans are always a fun team to watch with with Derrick Henry, but I was really rooting for the Colts. So I'm going to give the Titans an 11 and six record. Um, they'll lose some big games, I think, because you know they just don't have the defense that they need if they want to be a Super Bowl caliber team. They do have the offense. If the Colts defense paired with the Titans offense, I would pick them to win the Super Bowl. That's how underrated I think the Colts defense is, and that's how good the Titans offense is. But you know, obviously, that's a that's way off from where we are right now. As of right now, the Titans look to be the pretty clear favorites of this division, and rightfully so. You know, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Texans. I think they're a strong team. They were probably a wild card team when the Colts were were healthy, but now, uh, you know, Titans I think are going to take the division and hopefully play the Ravens in the wild card round. I love these Titans versus Ravens matchups; they're so entertaining, and uh, I'm excited for this season. So with that. Uh, everyone, this was just a quick episode to finish off this series. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'm so excited for the NFL season, preseason to start, and then, you know, eventually the regular season. Uh, gonna get, I've been posting on my Instagram this whole offseason, but we're really going to get into it once this thing starts up. So uh, with that, I want to thank you all again so much for listening. This is Clay from Nothing Show signing out. Looking forward to the rest of this season. Uh, I'll see you all next week on the podcast. Bye.